With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be talking about the closest finish to a World Cup match yet, as Virat Kohli just squeezed over the line to make it to his century. <laughs> India beat Bangladesh, New Zealand beat Afghanistan, and we're going to preview a massive weekend of World Cup action. We're on the clock a little bit this episode, so it will mm-hmm. be a quick one. How you doing, Ross? Joining yep. me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad Virat Kohli showed KL Rahul how to uh, both win for India and get personal glory. That is a true alpha dog um, from King Kohli himself. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, well, it was an interesting end to the game, Ross. We haven't got time, much time, so let's get straight into it. Uh, in the cricket today, Bangladesh batted first, and it went really well for twenty overs, and then it went really badly after that. Um, they ended up on a score of just over two hundred fifty, a last ball six. Uh, it's a nice way to go out if you're a number number ten batter, uh, taking them to hundred fifty eight, something like that. Um, in response, India set off as they have been doing recently, like a like a train, out the blocks quickly. Runs for Gill, runs for Rohit Sharma, uh, and mainly runs for Virat Kohli, who at the end of his innings, uh, I think with fifteen runs required, started to farm the strike. Didn't let KL Rahul face a single delivery, <laughs> and made sure he notched his ton. Ross, uh, let's start. Let's start with the the, the big story here. It is the Kohli ton. Uh, the man of the match before the you know, award, they, they'd written Ravager Deja's name on the trophy. <laughs> had to scribble it out at the last second after Kohli's antics. What did you, what did you make of it? I mean, obviously it's a great win for India, blah, 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 blah. But this is, this is going to be the main talking point from what was otherwise quite a boring match. 
Yeah, so, so I think, first of all, I think the way in which you summarise it was spot on, right? I think almost like the occasion got to Bangwagon a little bit. Bangladesh kind of got there and it's like, oh my God, we're doing really well here. And then they almost panicked a little bit. And I thought India did really well to wrestle back that control. Um, but I think one of the telltale signs here is it's like, we, we know they've got a good bowling lineup. We know they can really attack with each of their different options other than the Lord, um, who <laughs> was questionable. Why is he in this team? I literally have no idea. India like choosing to play with 10 instead of playing with 11. Um, but when it came to India's innings, what I'm increasingly impressed by is the intent that they're showing. I think we've on this podcast, we have criticised before, even in their T20, that they're too conservative up front in the power play. Rohit Sharma has completely taken that intent and kind of gone, you know what, I have to be the one who sets the tone for this. And I think it's fantastic what they're trying to do. I think it's come off um, and it really limits the risk of an upset. You saw the risk against England didn't start brilliantly. South Africa have succumbed to Netherlands and India are almost taking that upset out of the equation by doing that. And they've got the ballast in the middle order to actually achieve that. And when you've got Kohli in the side, the guy... Well, the reputation he's got in ODI cricket as king of the chasers, like you saw it today, like it was, it was so easy for him, is what it kind of looked like. And even at the end, right, the umpire probably should have given a wide, and they were just like, we, we probably should let him get to his century. And like the, the guy, yeah, it was a bit embarrassing, if I'm perfectly honest, from a cricketing perspective, but also from a entertainment perspective, which ultimately what cricket is. Um, it was, yeah, it was great. So I think. Um, especially as he had Kale Rahul at the other end, who was pretty much in tears when he accidentally hit a six instead of a four, so he couldn't get to his century. He was like, boy, this is how you do it. And I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that from Kohli. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Here's a question for you. Uh, mm. in, a, in a chasing scenario, would you rather have the Beast, the Dark Destroyer, or Virat Kohli as the person you were up against. <laughs> and you're referencing ITV show The Chase here, aren't you? Uh, which is going to be lost to so many of our listeners. But if you, if you want to come watch it, question, please do. Um, I've been, uh, I'm going to go Virat Kohli. Yeah, Virat Kohli is okay. going to be my guy. Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. the beast would fell, fare very well in the middle, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest. Um, so I think the, uh, the, the, yeah. the Jew that would come off of him, I think in general, would uh, make it almost unplayable. But uh, yeah, like, it was... Uh, what I'm not surprised about as well, Jack, on here is that this is a home tournament. I talked in the preview in the game that the narrative's quite strong for Kohli to kind of be just like, right, this is this is for me, right? I get so much criticism around X, Y, and Z. Um, and him and Rohit are really showing up for India at the moment. Yeah, they've been good. Uh, we had a super chat in. Still don't get the shardle over Shami Afrin selection. It defies any semblance of logic. Hope Shami's in be New Zealand and Sky or Ishan in for Hardik if injured. So thanks for that, Jitter. Um, so, obviously, Hardik did go down with an injury, hmm. which is, uh, in in the words of Rohit Sharma, a sore ankle. So we'll see whether, whether he like does for like, for, like, like for like replacement with Shardul Takur. <laughs> Isn't it for Hardik? Go on. No, no, say. So this is what I've, I'm troubled. I'm, I'm also confused around that, Jitter. So in that position, what I don't think India want is to have their players who are undercooked in that kind of regard and you, I think on here like you want Ashwin to be playing cricket you want Shami to have that kind of impact and I think again I've talked about it before even that that selection of Shardul to me is too conservative for the biggest favourites that they've got um, as, as they are in the tournament it's just it's, it's a risk I think that they are exposing themselves to for no real benefit if I'm perfectly honest Fair um, well, I don't think we've done enough on Kohli so I think Kohli is the story here um, yeah, obviously, obviously he's batted really well. It's a, it's one of those innings, great innings, 
loads of fantastic batting, amazing shots, mm. chasing. You know, it's legacy runs. Now I think more than fifteen hundred runs chasing in in the World <laughs> Cup. I think it is. It's a deserved century. But Ross, at the end of the day, I'm going to agree with Max Rowe Brown, who isn't here to defend himself here, but but did send. He's on yet another holiday. Yeah, did send a message to us on WhatsApp saying it was embarrassingly vain, and I do kind of agree with that. I I think to get yourself to a century in those circumstances, doing it that way is or demonstrates a level of ego that is rare to see. Um, it's it's elite ego is what I was. It's elite batting and elite ego. Where did yeah. you stand? You said I think you said you liked it, but did you I, like I, it because it was hilarious, or do you did you do you think that's what we should be seeing our players do? I, th- I like the swagger of it. I think I'm a big fan of swagger, and I think we sometimes like you don't get to see personalities in some sports people now. Uh, I think there's a lot of kind of media training that goes on, and you don't get to see who the real person is. Like Virat Kohli is an, like is an egomaniac run machine, and I think to be to to be that person, you have to have that ego. Like your people sitting there, like if um, you were to look at um, Lionel Messi or um, Cristiano Ronaldo, both of those guys, like in terms of like the the status and like the ego there, both of their both of their egos is absolutely off the charts, and they are both unbelievable. Virat Kohli has got the same track record um, in the kind of the different sport, and I think you you want to see that ego, you want to see that kind of like that visceral realness of that person, and so yeah, I'm all here for it. And, and what's even better, and as I said, like. I love Kale Rahul, as we all know, but the fact that he got to witness how to do it properly, it was just so delicious for me that it just, yeah, really made it. Um, so, yeah, I'm 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 in the opposite camp of Max. I'm in the, I want to see more ego or to see more swagger because, Jack, that could also backfire, right? I'm a believer in karma. And so actually sometimes when you do that stuff and it comes around and bites you on the arse, that biting you on the arse is going to be really funny when that happens. It definitely was funny. Uh, I think it was also, if you're a Bangladesh fan or a Bangladesh player, I think it was quite disrespectful for them. to them. Um, you're openly showboating, flaunting that you're so much better at the sport than they are, that you're not even going to bother trying to win properly. Like you're, you're going to turn down singles when you're three wickets down with nine overs to go because you fancy hitting some sixes or a couple of fours and making the Pune crowd go ballistic. And I think that is actually quite, quite, disrespectful to your opposition and uh, I, if I was Bangladesh this is what I'd have done air mailed five wides over the wicketkeeper and just been yeah. like fuck you uh, yeah, that would, that would have been <laughs> a, 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 the carnage that would have happened then as well and that's the, that's what you want I want that part I want the fact that if I was yeah, I completely agree with you if I was the bowler in that situation I'm just like you have embarrassed all of us today and especially <laughs> if, I, if I'm Shaqib Alassane I'm going lads right we're going to we're going to ruin this guy well, he wasn't get, playing so he's going to oh, yeah. you know, phone yeah. it with a megaphone but yeah I'd have done it and then the first thing I'd have done is run to the dressing room as fast as I could <laughs> before, before the crowd caught me like, um, I think they did actually try and bowl a wide, didn't they? But but Kettleborough didn't wide it and gave mm. a big smile. So the, and the other thing that I would say, just on the to round off on Coley and, and probably on this match in general, because it wasn't super interesting. Like it was a massive formality. It went exactly as we sort of all thought it would. Bangladesh post a pretty middling score. India gunned it down because they're much, much better at cricket. Um, mm. But it does mean at the end of this game, 
Um, we're not talking really about a great team performance uh, with some awesome fielding, like an amazing catch from uh, Kale Rahul and another amazing catch from Judeja, some top bowling, um, high-octane batting, and another you know statement made by India. What we're talking about is, is Virat Kohli, and that is kind of, as Max says, like it, you, you've made the story about you there. Um, you're not. Is that, is, is that a problem though? Because like, like, and you look well, at it. And I mean, not for yeah. us. It's yeah, good. It's us. a talking point. We didn't. We didn't have anything to talk about until we did that. Like <laughs> we'd have. We'd have a third of the number of people watching if Cody didn't get a century. <laughs> but, but this. But this. This is what I think. Like people want that story. They want the kind of hero and villain side of things. Um, and uh, like when it comes to talking about kind of team performances, like India almost like don't want all of the attention on all the different members of the team, right? They just want this kind of winning machine to keep whirring on. And like you look at some of the times where things go badly people then talk about, oh, why didn't Virat hit any runs? So when they actually win, I think it's only fair to kind of balance that out and say, well, actually, Virat did hit some runs here. And regardless of how it was orchestrated at the end, uh, it's still a valid thing to go. You've, you've still gone and hit the runs. And Bangladesh, to be fair to them, they're not a bad team. I don't think Bangladesh are kind of sitting there saying, oh, we're, we're awful. I still think their bowling lineup's okay. And I think they put up a decent enough fight. They haven't disgraced themselves, but... This India side was just too, too strong for that. So, yeah, I like the swagger. I'm really glad of how it happened. Um, but we need to kind of see, is there going to be a recompense for such an egotistical showing? And um, the uh, the karma will maybe come round later on in the tournament. We don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, as I said, we're on the clock, so we're not going to be able to do loads of discussion. Um, I think we've covered the talking point there. So let's move on to what happened yesterday. And this will be even shorter. Uh, <laughs> New Zealand v Afghanistan. Afghanistan inexplicably put New Zealand into bat. And even though they at one point had them in trouble, New Zealand recovered thanks to about 1,100 drops. Uh, 288 is what they got to. to the six. Uh, nice innings from Glenn Phillips and Tom Latham doing a lot mm. of the damage there. Um, in response, Afghanistan... We're 139 all out. They couldn't handle the heat. New Zealand rumble on. They're looking pretty good, Ross. Anything that takes your fancy from this match? I've got some things to say about Afghanistan. But, oh, um, so, I mean, so if I start with New Zealand, like New Zealand underestimated every single World Cup they go into. And they've got some people who are slightly overperforming of probably where they normally are. Um, and it's working out really well for them. The likes of like Mitch Sadner um, is yeah performing yeah, very, very nicely, I think, in, um, in this lineup. Nocky Ferguson's going to come back, and I think he's doing really well. And it's not just Devon Conway kind of doing all of the stuff for them. And um, Ratchin Ravindra has been kind of a lovely find for them and has um, taken to international cricket really quite nicely. Um, Afghanistan, though, why did they change the approach that they beat England with? Like, like, I, don't this is, I, like, I don't like Jonathan Trott is in charge of this team, and what I don't understand is they've just they've literally just beaten them like two days ago. Surely, <laughs> if you win the toss, just do the same thing. It's, it's not guaranteeing you're going to get it, but literally, like, always going to go, what worked for us then? Because it might work again. Oh, no, we're going to go back to losing and completely do a lottery again. Like, what logic is there from a game management point of view? It's, it's pathetic. Uh, I didn't really get it as well because we've seen other matches at the Chepauk where it's been much harder to to chase. No, hold on, but but oh, whatever. Um, uh, tangent. Uh, I, I agree. I, I think you found you've lost seventeen matches in a row. Then you've beaten the current world champions. Just do it all again and see what happens. Buy that ticket. 
buy that lottery ticket because that's the that's your lucky ticket. Um, I I can't see a single good reason to do it. And then like everything else is just fucking abysmal after that. They they were dropped. The catches they dropped are some of the worst drop catches you will see in cricket. And like anybody who's ever played the game, and actually you do need to have played even at a low standard to understand how easy these drops are. Like they are the easiest catches you can take in cricket. <laughs> Shots in the ring that are hit at you that don't arc, don't have any spin on, are like they're literally like someone throwing a ball to you. It's the most basic village idiot stuff. And they they threw like three of them on the floor at short mid wicket and short cover. And it's just sort of un- unforgivable. I mean, they actually might have done quite well. They had them 140 yeah. for four, I think. And if you take a couple of catches at that point, they, they I'm not saying they win the match. I, I don't think they were equipped for it. I don't think they, they had the bottle to chase, to be honest. But it wouldn't have been sort of as as embarrassing. Um, and then the, the the decision to bowl the Amazai guy in the last two overs. You had you had like an actual death bowler. And they were like, no, we're going to throw it to our um, sixth choice bowler here who happens to get a couple of lucky wickets earlier in the match. You know, disgraceful, really. Um, just it, must like be so, it must be so frustrating being Rashid Khan in that lineup. <laughs> and just be like, well, he was you, angry. You li- yeah, you, you literally go from playing with, I don't know, like the Kieran Pollard or whoever he plays with, right? the Joffre Archers of the world, etc. It's just like, okay, this is the standard that we're playing. And then you literally get that. And you're just like, for fuck's sake, that's two games ago. We played really well. I don't think I've ever seen him like properly raging before. But in this match, he was... You could see he was simmering, like he he, he was he was pretty close to, to fully giving it to somebody. I think. <laughs> anyway, Afghanistan lose, New Zealand win. New Zealand uh, currently top the table with a better net run rate over India, um, which. They're playing good cricket. They're playing good cricket. They've got literally, this is a team who is again outperforming the sum of their parts because they are, they've got a process. They know how to manage games well and they do the basics really, really well. And that is a lot to be said in that. And they've put themselves in a brilliant position. Right. Big matches coming up this weekend. Uh, Tomorrow, Ross, it's Australia v Pakistan. Where's your Mm. money on that one? Um, so both teams have to if they've got any chance of kind of doing well in this tournament this, this is a huge huge game for them if Australia lose it's a long way back for them um, and I think that they've stumbled across kind of something that's good right Zampa found a bit of a form in the last game um, Pakistan typically aren't very aggressive with their batting up front they're going to have to try and change that if they're going to stand a chance of doing it um, and they've got to really test their bounce back ability and their bottle because they got embarrassed on Saturday, didn't they, by India? And this is one, are, are you genuine contenders to be in the playoffs or are you going to meekly kind of fall away? And I think that's a big test. So Australia, it's a huge importance. I think they're slightly ahead for me, if I'm perfectly honest, just based upon what I saw on uh, the other day. Um, but you can never write Pakistan off, right? Babar Azam, he's due some runs. Mohamed Rizwan's playing well. Um, and Shahida Afridi hasn't kind of turned up to the party yet. So surely something will, in Pakistan will happen. I think, I'm going to go big, big statement early here. I think the winner of this makes the semi-finals. I think it's that big. Um, I, th- I think you're right. Australia can't come back from one win in four. I think they'll lose at least one more match across the rest of the tournament. Pakistan, if they're if they've won three, lost one, and they've managed to beat Australia, one of the semi-final challengers, I think they'll have enough to mm. to make the semi-final. So yeah, I like that logic. Pr- pretty big. Um, on Saturday morning, 
not such a big one. Netherlands v Sri Lanka, so we're not going to focus on that in too much. Actually, I didn't ask. Are we both Australia on the game before? We both. I say what I'll say. Pakistan. I'll go Pakistan. I think Australia. I think Australia found something that is kind of working. I think there's like Glenn Maxwell's like doing really well, but Zampa had to turn up and do the out, and they figured out the batting a little bit more. I think if Travis Head comes into the lineup as well, who who, who might well do, that is another advantage for them. Mm. But um, let's let's not agree with each other. I'll go, I'll go Pakistan okay. with Babar Century. All right, Netherlands v Sri Lanka. We won't focus on this too much, but I do want to know who you think will win. I am going to back Sri Lanka to get off the mark here, but I feel like you might take the Netherlands. The Netherlands were absolutely amazing against South Africa. Then they that was a team who had super prepared, played to their strengths, and was just like, right, we are going to really, really focus on the weaknesses of this lineup. And you saw like they had that game plan, and I'm just obsessed with that on the, on the show today, but. I really like that about them. And I think that, yeah, this is not a, this would not be a giant killing kind of thing. I think that Sri Lanka's bowling is there to be got at. And I think Netherlands have some of the batting to actually do that. Um, and then if kind of Roloff Ma- uh, van der Merwe has a good day with Van Brieken do, does, I think they're, yeah, they're going to be competitive. So um, I'm going to get all aboard the um, the Dutch high bus and I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, let's, let's do, um, let's do the Dutch. Afternoon game. I think this could be another, not quite a quarter final, but I think the winner of this has got a really good chance of making the the, the semis. It, I think the England are out if they lose. The out. Yeah, yeah, England are out if they lose. I think I think it's not quite um, death for South Africa, but if if England lose to South Africa on Saturday, um, I think that's yeah, it's a nail in the coffin for their chances. And I saw kind of Ben Stokes coming out today and saying, "Yeah, I'm fit to play." All this kind of stuff, right? It's been a massive impact on England. Like him coming back, and we're just like, yeah, this is going to be absolutely fine. And it's been such a disruption that yeah, England have lost their way a little bit. And I'm not blaming that on Ben Stokes or whatever else. I'm just saying that England have not got their identity at this point in time. Um, it is a massive, it's a massive thing that South Africa lost to Netherlands as well. And they we're going to see how good Johnny Bairstow is about being angry Johnny Bairstow, as everyone always says, and he'd be having a point to prove versus what kind of Quinton de Kock, et cetera, kind of have in the locker on that front. This one is, is too close to call, Jack, but oh, I'm going to have to stick with England. England to turn over South Africa. Well, I, I've been saying South Africa the whole tournament, and I think they'll bounce back. I think what happened against the Netherlands was sort of a bolt from the blue. I still think they're a very good cricket team. Um, mm. I, I would say... Although the New Zealand are playing better cricket than than them at the moment, I think South mm-hmm. Africa over the tournament will will be a better team than New Zealand, and I, I think, think that's probably fair. Final. Yeah, I think it's probably so fair. And, I'm, and you look I'm, at, I'm back in South Africa. And I think it was just that bit of like they got complacent. I think that is literally what it is, and the fact that they got complacent when it's not kind of a do or die game actually is also probably a benefit for them. There's always going to be a game that kind of it all fell apart. Um, but their bowling unit looks okay. Um, and batting wise, like it was just some brainless shots, right? Rassie van der Dussen embodying that um, completely with that reverse sweep straight to point. That was, um, yeah, very dumb. So yeah, it's good. Cool. So, Last game. Because we're going to be back on Sunday evening to talk about these four. It'll be a mega show. So make sure you, you know you like, you subscribe, and so on. It's India v New Zealand, the battle of the big boys. I think that I fancy India to keep on rolling, <laughs> keep on trucking. Because uh, they, they've just looked so much better than everyone else. But if there's a team that can derail them at this moment in time, it is the Netherlands. Netherlands? It's the Netherlands. <laughs> it's New Zealand. Uh, where, where are they playing? Are they playing at the... Um... They're playing at the mountain one. Um, I can't remember what it's called, the Himalayas one. 
uh, the HPCA, the Himachal yeah. Pradesh. Yeah, they so are. This, yeah. So this is where so they're going to be really hoping that um, Hardik Pandya is back for that game because of the, and, and making sure that he's fit and being able to bowl in that. And that's probably why they took the precaution today. So I think they need a little bit more around them. And if, if not, they're going to have to shuffle their deck. And this is probably the first time we're going to see proper change if Hardik can't do that. And I would expect to see Shami come in um, to that lineup. But um, we shall see. Cool. Right, we're going to wrap up there. Just a reminder that if you're over on Apple or Spotify, do leave a review. It helps us massively. We've had four in. I'm going to read a couple out now. One from ZA. Great show. Five stars. That's exactly what we want to hear. Really enjoy listening to this and definitely better than other similar podcasts, which is is a great compliment. (laughs) Uh, Then from from Ming, we have – this is a good review. Uh, TV umpire the director. We have a listener review for the Cricket Podcast. Five stars. (laughs) The top order of Hope, Roe Brown and Legs smashing the opposition, in brackets, other podcasts, out of the park for six with their reviews and insight. Witty and banter, not out. Uh, love the sledging between each other. A belter, a jaffer of a podcast every innings. Very good strike rate for a podcast. Never a wrong on by the barest of margins. The best cricket podcast. Not by the barest of margins. The best cricket podcast around. So I like how many cricket references have been jammed into that. That's the, that's the best review so far. If, if someone could top yeah. that, I'd be very, very impressed. Thank you for that review. Cool. Um, do remember to like and subscribe. Sorry, it's a little bit of a short one today, but we don't always have time to do ages and ages. We will be back on Sunday, and I imagine that episode will be about an hour and a half with all the games that we have to to get through. So we'll catch up then. Um, go back and listen to the latest episodes if you if you want more. Goodbye. See you later, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.